Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Good evening, y'all. It's Black Girl Time. Um, <laughs> Stay in emergency. Literally. Uh, I ain't got no ads. This is Wes, a.k.a. Wes Lovely, but that's the only one. I'm not going into my AKs because there's just too much shit going on and very serious shit, and this is not going to be one of them lighthearted episodes. We're going to tackle some very heavy stuff, so if you do not feel you are in the headspace to listen to this specific episode take the time and take your piece but i do urge you to come back and listen to it um because it is something that does need to be said and in your psyche to think about so yeah i love us for real hey y'all tip is here as well um yeah definitely think this is really important um so looking forward to Saying our little pieces. Well, not little pieces. That's stupid to say. But yeah. <laughs> Come on. Say our piece. <laughs> our piece. Not our little piece. Our piece. The whole piece. I always say little on everything. Your, your little piece. friend, your little whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just an instinct. I always say something to little. Oh, hey, Dad. All right, Dad. There she go. We was wondering, Lord. Hi, Mamas. We were. Hi, Kelly, a.k.a. the Sophisticated Piehead, a.k.a. Sick Good. I just got those two. Um, but yeah, this is this is a heavier, um, a heavier conversation for us, but much needed, and hopefully you guys can learn something from it, um, feel something from it, empathy, sympathy, all of those emotions. We're here for it. Yes. Day. It's your turn, Day. <laughs> Hello. What's up, everybody? Um. I am Breonna Taylor's killers are still not arrested. That's fire. And that's black ass bottom line. <laughs> many bottom lines, but. Yeah. 
All right, Greg. Hello. Hi, I'm Greg. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank you for being here. Yes, we, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. Thank you so for much coming for and that. wanting to listen. Um, so yeah, I think the last time the girls we truly gave you episodes, we were talking about dicks. We're not talking about dicks tonight. We are talking about <laughs> just um the things that have been going on in the world and the things that have just been taking us out as a people and a gender. And I'm about to read some names and I will tell you who these names belong to after I read two different sets of names. So bear with me one second. Okay. So as we know, Black people have been killed, been getting killed by police, by each other, by other people um, since, you know, Taylor's oldest time at this point. Um, in 2019, at around, by, by November of 2019, there were at least 22 dra- transgender people killed. There are memes and everything floating around of at least a hundred black women and girls who have been killed by police specifically. That's not even talking about interpersonal violence, which black women face at a higher rate and trans women specifically trans black women face at a higher rate interpersonal violence, whether it's an intimate partner or um, just strangers coming up to them, just like what Ayana Dior, I can't remember that child's name. I'm so sorry. I'm, I butchered it last week too. But that girl, that trans woman who got jumped going to a George Floyd protest after a fender bender. And it's just like, when does it stop? Does it ever stop? Will it ever stop? And I don't know why I lost my little thing. I had a whole picture infographic and it disappeared. But like, you know, we talk about say her name and that was, you know, specifically put together to talk about black women who have been killed by police. And, you know, there'll be like a little bit of spark of outrage, but then it kind of gets thrown to the wayside or we we talk about how well we need to talk about the movement and this is detracting away from the movement like we aren't a part of the movement but there has just been so many names that we continue to add to and it's just like how do you come to terms with that as a black woman in america you know I remember when it really started, when Say Her Name started, which was when Sandra Bland was killed. And Sandra's death, murder, hit me in a way because Sandra is my soror. I'm a part of the organization she was a part of. And it, you know, black women were killed, have been killed by folks before. And it just like, not that you took it or you didn't, like, it didn't, register but in the manner that she was handled it was just like wow these niggas don't really give a fuck about us and I remember people somewhat protesting but it was never in the same fervor 
And, you know, I'm grateful that Brianna and people in Louisville are really showing up for her, even though we might not see it on the media. I've seen um, them, like, out there for people in the area. And it's just been um, really heartwarming to see, and it's depressing to see as well (laughs) that we have to do this. But I'm glad that we are. All right. I found my thing. And this is just like, this isn't even, these names are not even like the full magnitude of people who have been killed by cops. Because you have Atatiana Jefferson, you have Sandra Bland, you have Curran Gaines, you have Breonna Taylor, you have Rakia Boyd. You have just so many names. And it's like, we can keep, like, you could keep going. We could just keep going. There's Tanisha Anderson, Shelly Frey, Alberta Spro, Miriam Carey, Michelle Casso, Kayla Moore. And I'm like, and, and you don't, and these are names you've never even probably heard of in the news. No. I haven't. I think that's the great. I think that's the great though. I think the great thing is that we as black women, we aren't um, rallying to say, stop saying the black names, like the black men names. We're rallying to say, say her name as well. It's, it's the sad reality that, you know, we can call out their names. You know, we can call out the Eric Garners and the Philando Castells and those names, like they literally bring the Trayvon Martins, like those are the ones that are like almost the names of the, the movement in a sense. But the fact that the other names don't, the Breonna Taylor, the Atiana Jefferson, the, see, I, I need to call out the other one that you called. I think she was from Maryland, right? Baltimore? Yeah, Corinne Gaines. Corinne Gaines, yeah, exactly. The fact that her name isn't echoed as loudly and as as much like these names should be in full rotation every single time and they aren't and i think that's the the hurtful part about it is is the fact that we continue to uplift as we will always continue to uplift but the the sad reality is is that same effort being put into um us you know the black women who have been lost in this and it is so much you know it goes so deeper than it and i think the fact that, you know, the fact that black women are questioned um, about their loyalty or their um, exactly where they stand on the line of the, the movement because of this is also in many ways, I think, insulting to a black woman because from birth, at least from a southern girl, you're, you're raised in a sense to always uphold the men in your family. Mm-hmm. You're raised to be a, a caregiver at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. You learn that. You learn it. It's not, it's, it's something that is instilled in you. It's something that you, you pick up on because you see it. It's something that you just, you just inherently just know how to do. Mm-hmm. And because you see your grandmother do it and because my gang and, and that fact, and you see your aunties do it and you see your mother do it, you feel almost obligated to take on that 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 badge of honor in the sense of being that strong black woman that holds down the fort that is that that warrior for all the black men in their life who who knows that you are going to be that that front warrior for them because you you value them and you treasure them and you love them so so much and the thought of them being not a part of your life is is painful 
Like it really is a hurtful situation. And to have that feeling and to know how sincere and how true that, that runs in you and to just not have it feel as reciprocated on the other end by so many other black men is sad. And it is a true reality and it's not us complaining. It's not us getting together and banding together and, and basically saying y'all ain't shit for not, you know, banding with us. It's just pointing out something and hoping that this is a call, you know, also a call for allegiance, a call for unity, a call for accountability and say, hey, you know, let's, let's do this together. We aren't doing this apart. No. And like I was saying before we started recording, I was like, you know, Black women, black trans women, black queer people are central, are central, are central to this movement. Because if they are not free, if we as black folk cannot have the, who is quote unquote seen as the lowest of us, just being able to live and express and love freely, we really cannot claim freedom. And, you know, black men and, bo- and black cisgendered women do have to do work around deconstructing their view around trans, trans people in general because they're getting killed at a, at, out of, if you break down black people in demographic, demographically, black trans women face violence at such a, more, at such a higher rate than we do. And we already face it as a, at a crazy rate. So if you think about that, and you think about how many men we see who've been killed and whatever, and know that black trans women are facing that at a higher rate, and it's not even just from police, it's from just other men, other women who are violent or try to have violence inflicted upon them through men. It's crazy. Because there was what? There was a guy last year who, who was dating a trans woman who ended up killing himself because of how terrible people were treating him. I remember For dating a trans woman. I can't even think of his name right now. But, I mean, just this past week, we had Dominique Remy Fells, who was killed in Philly. We had Raya Sin, who was killed in Ohio. Um... I think two people tried to rob her and I don't even know who. And I think one of the people arrested in her murder was a 14 year old girl. And it was just like, how are you instilling or thinking it's okay to like instill that kind of hate towards another person who's just literally trying to live a life. Um, and just survive. And then Raya was found in Philly just uh, in a horrible way. And um, those made the 12th and 13th people, trans people who were killed this year alone. And the 4th and I think Raya was the fifth African-American trans person killed. And we had Tony McDade, who's been misgendered and killed by police when they were supposed to do a wellness check. So it's like we're getting it from all sides. They're getting it from all sides. And that is also a central part to the conversation. It's like, yes, we're doing the work to unpack how whiteness and white supremacy affects us as a people, but we got to do the work about how transphobia and homophobia affects 
our black trans and gay lesbian bisexual intersex and other people of other sexual identities in the movement you know it's a like work and healing and doing this kind of work is a constant process and constant unlearning because i've had to do a lot of unlearning about who how i not even so much how i feel about trans people because i'm like listen you're gonna live your life i want you to be happy i've my first experience with a trans person was in college and seeing that transformation really opened my eyes to how it's not these things and what people do with their life is not about you and you cannot impose those beliefs and it shouldn't even come across your mind to impose what you believe on a person just literally trying to live their truth in their life in the best way that they see how because it's not an easy decision or not even a decision it's not an easy process to really come to terms with understanding that you don't feel or you know that you are not in the right gender presentation in your body that's not an easy or a flippant decision that people make just like when people think that oh being gay or having a different sexuality is a choice it's like no you don't wake up one day and it's like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna be gay and i know people joke about that but when you truly are at that crossroads it's not an easy thing because of the way our culture has brought us up in this judeo-christian very evangelical worldview of how we should live our lives and it's like a lot of that does not truly line up with the true teachings of jesus because he accepted everybody. He accepted and loved the least of the people of his time. He wasn't with high society. He wasn't with the Bill Gates and the rich people of the world. He was down there in the gutter with the orphans, with the prostitutes, with the people of ill repute, with the people who were looked and overlooked. And that's and that stands to say something. And it also stands to say the first people that if you are a Christian and if you believe in that way, you cannot divest from the fact that Jesus, the first people that Jesus saw were women. There's power and a message in that. And I hate that the church has tried to take away women's place truly in the church because it's like we've always, again, been there. People don't like to talk about Mary Magdalene, but she out. She was an apostle, and she went out and preached the word just like Peter and everybody else after Jesus ascended. That's a tangent. I'm sorry, but it needed to be said. But like, <laughs> we do have to do a lot of work to really, truly have this movement be all encompassing. And tonight, we're speaking specifically about black men and how black women both trans and those who are born in this and, and still continue in their same gender presentation are affected by this because we're getting it from both sides like black and darker skinned women face interpersonal and intimate partner violence at a higher rate black women are our maternal mortality rates are higher. I, as as I'm pursuing my doctorate, I would be at risk to die in childbirth, at a higher risk to die in childbirth than a white woman with a high school diploma. I read that statistic and I was just like, that's fucking wild with my just my education, just the fact that I went out to better myself and have an 
and and further my education and be an expert in my field, that could cost me my life if I decide to have a child. Because people do not listen to black women. And that's why this episode is going to be called Shut the Fuck Up with Black Girl Time. But like, these are things that we have to deal with and these are things that you should, you know, really answer and question yourself because even when I had that episode where I went on that rant about the Chris Styles thing and I saw it on Twitter, like niggas was like, oh, so why didn't anyone go to the police? And oh, why didn't y'all, why everyone's talking about it now? And it's just like, we're talking about it now and see how you're reacting. Like, this is why we don't talk about it. And you know, what sparked this specific episode and I'm sorry to not have said this before, is Alawatoyan Salau's death and how that girl just was failed by everyone in her circle. And, you know, I'm not talking about her friends because I know they're dealing with complicated grief and they're probably 19, 20-year-old babies who don't really have much to help themselves let alone their friends but i'm talking about her family who abused her as to why she ran away i'm talking about the man who picked her up and helped her who molested her who she talked about on twitter i'm talking about the other man who clearly kidnapped this lady mutilated her or sexually assaulted her again and killed her and i'm talking about the police who didn't think to even try to look for this girl when she was first reported missing and, you know, there have been these talks about um, abolition, and it's just like, y'all don't make a good point for as to why we should keep y'all around when y'all can't even do your due diligence in your jobs to search for people who are missing. And it, it, her story specifically hurts because she left her abusive house and she was going to seek refuge in a church. And this person who killed her or who, who who suspected allegedly killed her presented himself as a man of God who's supposed to help her. And one of her tweets said, she know that she was relying on her faith and hoping that the Holy spirit would keep her safe. And now this girl is dead. <laughs> And it's just like. So the church just prayed for her? Hmm? You said the church just prayed for her? I don't know if they prayed. No, I think she was like, I think it was like a shelter. Like, you know, how some church have shelters and she was trying to get there. And the guy who picked her up. Prayed for her. Or was like, I guess saying that he was one of the church members or something or a man of God. And like, she trusted him and was trusting her faith that he would bring her back to the shelter so she could get her phone and she didn't have her glasses and she couldn't see well. And she spoke about, you know, and talk and described the man on Twitter before she disappeared. And none of that was enough to alert anyone. No, but this apparently was like when she was abducted. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, how many how many black girls and how many missing kids do we see that are labeled as runaways? And it's like, we don't ever question why they're running away. We just, oh, they're just runaways. Just rebellious kids. And God only knows how many have been trafficked and, and everything else. And it's just like, and we don't get a break because it's not even just that, like, with these random ass lynchings that are still happening. Um... 
that people are counting as suicides when they're just random these random black people hanging from trees all of a sudden because there was a, a woman who was hung as well it's just like I got no answers um I don't know how this shit needs to shake out I do know that men need to take this seriously I do know that men need to stop trying to derail the conversation or call us divisive when we are talking about these issues because these are as valid and integral to our lives as people and if you want to truly be in solidarity and if you truly want unity you gotta confront all of this you gotta confront your own personal biases against women and trans women and gay people and whomever you gotta confront your boys who have done or are shaky or are creepy or all those things it can't be just it's not your business and you want to get involved when you know you got an Asian friend you're supposed to check them and it's also on you know black women black cis women to do the work around unpacking their feelings around trans women and helping to support them as well and it's just like you know and i feel like people's like well there's never there's not a right time and this is in time it's like there's never going to be a right time to do what's right like if we waited for the right time we'd still be in slavery if we if we left it up to white people in in mass like if we waited for the right time we wouldn't have the civil rights movement if we waited for the right time like the things that are happening now to really try to get this shit together wouldn't be happening so there ain't never going to be a right time there's always going to be something that's at odds with all of this but we got to be invested in doing the work if we really want people to be free and and i even have to confront medical racism because that is also a thing I mean, we wouldn't have the knowledge of modern gynecology without the experimentation that the father of modern gynecology did on black slave women without anesthetics because there's this deep, deep idea that we don't feel pain in the same way that regular people do, even though we're human, just like Man. everybody else. So, like, this for black women goes so much further because it's not only that where we bred to give our children up to build the wealth and the infrastructure of this country we have also had our bodies taken to advance technology and health as well and that's just not even i mean black people in general if you look at the tuskegee experiment if you look at henrietta, lacks. henrietta lacks and the HeLa cells to the countless slave women who were mutilated by that man trying to figure out the woman, human, woman anatomy to even them doing experiments not too long ago in Guatemala. And I'm sure there probably were more brown people affected by that. So essentially, like, we have to attack every system in society because every system in society is infected with both sexism and racism because if racism is there sexism and shit is soon to follow and homophobia and transphobia like all of those things are wrapped and embedded 
in the fuck shit that we need to fight against. Like we cannot fight against one thing and that just be the thing. No, we have to attack all of it. And it's not going to be comfortable and it's not going to be fun. And I don't know what this world is going to look like, but I feel like we're at a time where we can actually make true systematic change. I was listening to Dr. Angela Davis and she was speaking about abolition and um, just if I think she was on the Dream Defenders like Facebook Live, I think they recorded it. And if you have a chance to go listen to her, please do because she is just simply amazing. And y'all need to get behind her because she's been talking to shit for a long time, but she also holds space for new people and younger people and ideas to truly be able to do this work. But when she was speaking about it, she was speaking about how exciting this time is. And it's like if someone like her can be excited about a time like this. There's definitely some sort of change that is able to happen because she's seen the worst of it. She's seen her colleagues killed and murdered. She's been accused of murder herself. She's seen the underbelly of the Black Panther Party and all the shit they used to do to women. And she is still among us and living. And I hope Asada Shakur is in Cuba living her best life right now for all the work that she's done and, you know, continues to do even though she's not in the States. But, yeah. And I wanted to talk about how men can, like, if you want, if as a man and stuff, if you're talking about this and trying to figure out how do you have these conversations, it simply starts by you listening and not trying to de- derail the conversation. And what I mean by derailing is when you talk about, well, what about this person? Well, what about this? It's not about that at that, that specific time. We let y'all talk. We support y'all. We go. We're down and thick of it with your pain, but you got to take it outside of yourselves and understand that we are also fighting the same thing for ourselves with y'all. And y'all got to listen and be not just listen, but really be receptive and actively listen to the things that women say and believe women. And if we're saying something and, and we're talking about our experience, don't try to discount that with, well, my boys don't do this. Okay, that's fine. But if a majority of women in your circle are talking about the same experience, maybe it leads to the notion that this is a bigger, more global problem than just your circle of friends. And if you got ancient friends, check them. Y'all got to call it out. Just how we want white people to do the work of calling out their family members and racist-ass people in their circles, you got to call out the ancient niggas in your circle. You got to hold them accountable to be better people to both, to all black people, not just women, but our queer brothers and sisters, our trans brothers and sisters, all of us. And I charge that for women too. So yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. Like when you start doing work, healing work specifically, it it is it, it wrecks your mind because you really have to come to terms with like the shitty things that you've said and done and whatever. And even if you apologize for those shitty things that you've done, if a person in that 
community decides not to accept that, you got to eat that. And that's okay. They don't have to accept your apology, but that don't mean you got to, you can't, that you can stop doing the work and stop being a better person. You know, I've said things on Twitter about people and looking back, I'm like, yo, that was really fucked up and I should not have said that. And I was young and stupid and not insightful and I was very hurtful and I apologize for that. But I don't expect those people to be like, oh, yeah, girl, that's cool. Let's go out to eat. No. And they might accept it from afar. still not want to fuck with me. And that's okay. But that's not going to stop. I'm just because they don't accept it in the way that I want them to accept it. And because I didn't get a consolation prize for acknowledging that that I was an ancient person at one point in time, that that shouldn't be the only reason why I do my work to be better to everyone in my community. And that's something that people need to come to terms with in general is like, just because if you don't, you shouldn't do work to get a pat on the back. You should do work because it's the right thing to do. And if everyone is doing the work to be better people, maybe we really can have a better world, but you can't look for that external validation while you're doing this work. You just got to do it because you know that it's right. And you know that that's what people deserve. And that's it. But so, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. So, um, one thing that stood out to me when you were talking about um that internal healing to um you know make that change to from whatever ancient person you were to something newer. I think the first step is to let go of whatever pride it is in saying you were wrong because a lot of people it's that ego of saying like Nah, I'm not wrong. Like for, it doesn't matter what anybody says to you. Like I'm not wrong. So like I feel like that's the important that like it's okay. Like. I feel like everyone at some point is wrong. It's okay. And, you Why know, you um, we are, we are, yeah, like, there's we no are shame human. in that. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. You're going to hurt people. And, you know, you can do everything that you need to do to make amends. And if that person doesn't accept that, that is okay. Because if that is what it takes for their healing, you got to be okay with that. But you can't stop your healing because they didn't forgive you or forgive you in the way that you felt that you deserve it's not about you when you are apologizing or trying to be or being remorseful it's about that person and I think that's where a lot of men specifically have an issue because it's like they want to be like well I said sorry and I'm not doing this so why don't you accept me or why aren't you giving me the validation I need and it's like it's not about that it's not it's never it's not about you and then once you have the truth of whatever you had wrong before I think another thing is being just as loud about that truth as something stupid as like well Mm -hmm. sorry day I don't want to say video games are stupid but in comparison to this (laughs) But like, you know, there's a lot about, about, you know, women's rights is that or about sports or like things that don't really make an impact, you know, um, be just as vocal about that. Your sisters <laughs> as people who don't really care about you and, you know, all these millionaires and billionaires making money off of your interests, like they're people who actually love and care about you who you should also speak out for loudly. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I like as much as I would be like, yo, what black women should, and trans people and gay people should just be like, fuck it. We just, we're just going to go on a commune 
and just farm blueberries and blueberries be our currency and we just leave this world to burn that's not in us to do and so um y'all gotta really meet us meet us and stand with us and and support us and be as vocal about our transgressions and our tragedies and or the trans transgressions that are lodged against us and our tragedies as we are about every single man that is killed in an unjust way y'all gotta amplify that and i and i and i know that people are doing it with brianna and i'm i'm grateful and glad that they are but one of my good friends was tweeting the other day she was like who what woman has had like national outrage as much as brianna and I was like, well, there was Atatiana. And she was like, you know, it's sad that I don't even remember hearing about that girl. And what makes her story like even more heartbreaking is that both of her parents died months after her death from just the stress and strain of all this bullshit. And like people don't talk about how Erica Garner was taken from us because she was dealing with the stress of losing her father and fighting for y'all and fighting for and fighting for justice. And that cut that that woman's life short she was like 30 something just had a baby gone and now that baby don't have a mama and niggas can't even do her the respect of doing the work and amplifying women on the level and respecting women and respecting women's place in this movement and in this world like we out here and we've been out here for y'all and i want y'all to show up and be out here for us in the same way and i mean and people and men are and i'm I'm starting to see more men do it and and not just say it but actually be you know thoughtful in their actions um shout out to john boyega because that he's been putting it out on the line for black women for um yeah at all costs and even jesse williams even though he got his fuck shit he has, you know, always amplified how black women need to be treated better and need to be heard, even with his bullshit. <laughs> so, you know, and they're out there. And I mean, I've seen other artists that, you know, might not be as known like Gianni, um, <coughs> excuse me, from Gianni from way back when he used to do Babylon Cartel. He's like a visual artist and he speaks about black women and even Markimus Prime on Instagram, the nigga that does oh nah, he's been vocal about how we need to be about women and I'm seeing it more and I'm glad that it is happening. But I want y'all to really kind of understand and take that on and and it's not a slight to you. Cause we be out here. Even if we, you know, be on some niggas ain't shit, we still out here for y'all and we're still supporting y'all and we're still loving y'all and we just want that same in return. Separation at its finest. Please. But for you nerds out there who like studies and read things, um, Georgetown Law Center, (coughs) excuse me, They did a report back in 2017, and Vox did an article um, highlighting a few things about that in 2019. Um, basically, just pointing out um, how black girls are, quote, not getting the benefits of being viewed as innocent. 
Um, in the article, I mean, it's a pretty long article, so I'm not going to read everything. Um, but some of the things that I pull, um, that I pull from are uh, the pheno- phenomenon, which researchers refer to as the adultification bias, um, which uh, builds on those findings by including lived experiences of black women, girls, and also worth noting that many of the women cited in the report recall dealing with the same sorts of issues in their childhood, showing that this is far from a new problem. Um, it says that uh, when black girls express strong or contrary views, adult views them as challenging authority or more fundamentally simply assume a girl's character is just plain bad. Um, there's so many other things about how just generally um, black girls are just either punished at a higher rate, suspended yeah, at a higher rate. Exactly. Or even, you know, over-sexualized at a very early age simply mm-hmm. because we may develop differently um, or develop a lot quicker than other girls do, and which makes us susceptible to um, abuse or uh, looks or anything like Assault that. Or just molestation. Yeah. And again, as a side... I don't want to hear these niggas who don't know. You can tell a child by her actions, speaking mannerisms. I don't care how how built she was. You know a child when you see her and when you speak to her. So don't give me that bullshit about you didn't know this girl was 16 or 15 or whatever. I don't buy that. Because I know that there's, I mean, I was a pretty mature teenager, but I was also still stupid as fuck. And it was very apparent that I was a teenager. Like, Sorry, <laughs> but like it's, it's that. But yeah, it goes to that adultification, and and people justify that. Even when we were talking about our Kelly and niggas were like, "Well, why did why was she in backstage with her?" Yes, that's a valid question to ask. But why didn't he under like why didn't he think this girl is young as fuck? I know at a fourteen year old, bruh, fuck out of here. He but quotes. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It quotes that black women and girls really attribute the source of this to the historical roots of slavery and the intersectionality of being black and a woman. Um, this is from Jamila Blake, a Texas A&M professor and co-author of this report. She says that these issues didn't just come out of the blue. Um, women in the focus groups also added other suggestions for what could be behind this discriminatory treatment. They pointed to a number of, number of factors, including, quote, negative stereotypes of black women, as well as racism, sexism, poverty, quote. They also shared a belief that educators may be punishing black girls for failing to conform to, quote, unquote, feminine or, quote, unquote, ladylike behavior, and forcing black girls to meet different standards. The result is that across country, when black girls misbehave, her behavior is often treated as deliberate, calculated infraction rather than as a child making a mistake. Comments from a woman and girls in the focus groups provide further insight into the ways that black girls have experienced this in their daily lives. So, I mean, it goes on and on, and there's a lot of other excerpts, and you can cut in whenever um, while I'm just kind of scanning through, but it just... It also points out in other cases, black girls are subjected to sexualization with people accusing them of being 
quote unquote, fast or trying to attract male attention with their clothes. The latter, which seems to align with ways black women have historically been over-sexualized and subjected to quote-unquote Jezebel stereotype, a belief dating back to slavery that frames black women as hypersexual predators looking to corrupt men, has been linked to issues with school dress codes. Well, I've seen that firsthand of how black girls develop differently and how the same skirt on one girl, same exact thing, could look completely different on another girl simply because... She got ass and other one doesn't. But because of that, it's discriminatory. Taken together, these presumptions lead to black girls being held to a different standard and facing punishments for those fitting, for not fitting a specific definition of quiet, reserved femininity. In so many ways, a woman in one of the focus groups observed, we're not told to be smaller. I'm sorry, we're told to be smaller, quieter, lighter, prettier. It's likely that the biases fuel a number of growing disparities that Black girls face when interacting with law enforcement, schools, and justice systems. And this may have a heavy impact on their future. Um, there's more, but I mean, generally, those are the most impactful points that, you know, Wes has already pointed out on. And clearly here in a report <laughs> with Georgetown Law Center for folks to just go back and read more into it. So... And looks like there was another report done in 2018 by the National Law Center, National Women's Law Center as well, also pointing all these things out. So there's plenty of resources, there's plenty of publications and data um, to show that this is just something that we haven't been just, you know, powwowing together and, you know, just sharing our experiences, even though this is how that um, data and reports are actually created. Um, <laughs> but essentially, you know, it, it's not just those, you know, obviously there have been link connections that have shown that this is disproportionate and it is affecting us, us, you know, us black males and females, but specifically tonight, black females and how, you know, we need to, everybody just needs to do better. So hopefully that's helpful and you guys can look that shit up too. Yeah, I mean, there is countless science behind now, um, behind how black women are treated in every aspect of society because we look at our maternal health rates, we look at how black people are um, treated and even the biases that medical students come into school with and those same biases they leave school with and then go treat black human beings in those biases and you know i've been excuse me doing a lot of reading and and trying to connect with different people different black doctors um not just medical but of the phd and um in my own clinical doctorate track that i'm doing and understanding where my work and how i should frame the work that i'm trying to bring about for myself and for people that look like me um, our work, I think y'all know I work in a very black city, a hospital in a very black inner city. And I left that hospital and I came back to it because I love and, you know, I have a love hate relationship with the city that I work in because I love the black people. I love us so much, but I hate how we do each other and the corruption on every level of leadership in that city 
from the mayor's office, from council, from police, all of it, and how that affects the health of the people that work and live in that community and live in that city. And, you know, I've been thinking about it and it's just like, as I'm in school, cause I'm still taking classes right now, I work full time and I'm in some leadership position at work. And it's just like, how am I supposed to be okay with everything that's going on in the world? I have to go to work and act like nothing's the matter and I have to look my black patients in their face and we have these conversations about just the shit that we see outside and that I got to fight with doctors on the inside to get them treated appropriately sometimes and escalating that and then they go outside to be taken from away from us through gun violence or any other measure of bullshit that happens to us and it's like you know our tweeted earlier and about you know how how black people survive and thrive in this world is nothing short of magic like we are truly a magical people and I believe that but our magic isn't a placeholder for the things that we deserve in America in in the world it's not even just America because this shit happens globally but like you can't just talk about our magic and our strength and whatever and not give us the safety demand spec respect care and tenderness like all of those things that we should get that we don't get because we're black women and we're seen as strong and we're seen as we don't need these things but it's like no you can't take that from us but yeah like we can end it with what i said because i wrote it down and it was a whole tweet fury i was very angry this morning but I was just basically like, you know, our magic isn't a placeholder for the justice we deserve. Our magic is not a placeholder for the love, respect, care, concern, and protection we deserve. Our magic isn't a placeholder for the safety we deserve. And our magic is not a placeholder for the equity that we demand. You cannot, you can't magic, you can't say that our magic is going to take us when you won't give us the resources and the foundation to really have us survive and thrive like our magic isn't enough and you shouldn't rely on that to pacify us when y'all are straight up just killing us in these streets both men and women it's not it's not enough it's never been enough and people need to do better and do the work I want to bring up a point that Kelly brought up earlier about being raised by women and watching them uh, take care of people. And I have such qualms with uh, that raising. And I hope that we grow to be a generation of women who don't do this to our daughters. I don't, I want us to grow to be a generation of women who don't teach our daughters that it is more important to be hospitable despite yourself. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to hope that we grow to be women and men who raise our daughters that it's more important to take care of yourself than others, that you are important, that you are not supposed to take care of people in spite of yourself. There are so many people that women that I've spoken to who have dealt with such mental issues because they feel like they always have to bend over backwards for their family members, for their friends, because that's the way that they are raised. 
we raise our girls to to with this mindset and we don't value them and we don't put them first because we're so stuck in this ritual of feeling like we have to cater to the people in our family before we take care of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my a podcasts that I listen to, they have this phrase and they say, fuck politeness. We have to teach our daughters to fuck politeness. It's not about being, you don't, we shouldn't be raising our daughters to be polite to men that can hurt them. Mm-hmm. It's not about being polite to family members you know, we all have heard those stories of um, being told as young women, oh, pull your, pull your shirt down because that small bit of skin on your back is showing. Mm-hmm. Don't wear that. Don't sit on his lap. Don't do this. Don't be fast. As opposed, Girl, go to the bronze. As opposed to saying, no, that man can't come to my house because I don't like the way he looks at my daughter. Go put some pants on. You know such and such about to come in the house. Mm-hmm. No, see, we're not doing or even that with just anymore. even with your fathers and your brothers having to, you know, girl, girl the way you dress. Such and such about to come in the house. Go put a brown. Go put something on. No, I don't put no fucking brown. Let me stop. But I mean, it, yes, that it, it's all of that, and you know, it goes to that saying, you know that. At least he for black women, brothers, sons, and raise their daughters, and like you know, because of it's this weird, this this weird cognitive dissonance that like black boys have to be shielded from the harsh realities of hum- like of of the world and 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 coddled and protected in a way that black girls have to be raised to be able to deal with it. It's yeah. I mean, I like. I hope. Well, I'm and I'm I'm I've been thinking about how I want to raise my kids if I decide to have kids. I'm still don't know if I want to. I don't even know if this world gonna be around because these niggas saying we about to end like next week, but whatever. Um, scary. But like, you know, I I, I'm looking at parenthood as like more of a. I want to be. Yes, I'm gonna be a parent, and yes, I'll you know have authoritative elements in the care that I give my kids but I don't want them to just see me as an authority figure I want to be more of a guide because I want to make sure that I can guide you to the person that you're supposed to be out here however that looks whatever that looks like and how I want to take me and my hopes and dreams for them out of what they blossom into being and teaching my daughter that Nah, fuck these niggas. Like, <laughs> and not in a way of like being, you know, disparaging, but if people are not going to give you the love and demand and respect that you deserve, you don't need them in your life and you don't need them in your corner. There is, you don't, if you feel, if you got to do work to prove your worthiness, you will never be worthy to that person. If they do not inherently see your value as soon as you enter their life, you giving and doing whatever is never going to increase that truly. They're never going to see you in the way that you want. No matter how much love and support and gifts and of yourself that you give. Like, yeah. Mm. So we got to create a better world for our babies, man. Both boys and girls because i want to raise a a generation of boys who really just love 
love love their black girls and sisters and and truly loudly appreciate them and not out here talking about well the white girls winning like becky becky got she got ass now she can fry chicken nah fuck all of that because who did they get it from we are the original people and we need to really step in there and understand like anything and all the good things and all the style and all of this shit it comes from us they just package it differently but all that shit is ours so don't let them make you feel inferior because that's all they do but yeah (laughs) So, I don't know. I love y'all, both the hosts of the show, and y'all as a people. I love us for real, as Monique has said. Because, like, (laughs) yo, I was talking the other day. I was like, my favorite site when I walk into work now, because it's hot out and people can sit outside, is every time I walk into work, there's just, you know, a group of, like, housekeepers and, um, like black people that sit outside of um, the library that's across the street from my job and it has like seating areas because it's like a school like a health services health and human services like our grad school library is right next door and it just brings me so much joy to see these people literally just communing laughing and taking a fucking break like I don't know why just I just seeing them just gives me such joy to just see them truly just relaxing for 20 30 minutes maybe an hour just to like just be out there breathing air enjoying each other's company and just you know living life that we should be able to live all the time but yeah i mean yes greg i still do want you to answer that question about what you love about black women that isn't about our strength because I think that niggas need to know that you can love us for so much more beyond our strength and how strong we are. You can love us for our gentleness and our tenderness and our softness that we have because we, even though we are strong, we still nurture the hell out of our babies. So, yeah. So, um, basically, black women constantly show me the unconditional like dedication to better themselves by enriching the lives of others. I don't know if that like makes too much sense, but to me it does. Um, so basically like even when the world around them refuses to do it themselves, like black women just get it done. Um, that and like the energy boost that I get from even being on the show with you guys and not saying a word, like I just have admiration for, like black women in general, but you know, especially for you guys, teaching me something that I needed to hear. So I don't have much else to say, but damn, like the fact that I learned today is enough. I'm glad you came to listen, friend, because that's what it's going to take. Honestly, it's going to take these these conversations and it's going to take niggas sitting down and shutting fuck up and listening and truly truly actively listening not listening 
to respond, but to just take in what we're saying and figuring out what they need to do to be able to better themselves and better the relationships of the women around them. I agree. We love you, black men. I mean, we do. I know I do. I love you. I do. And y'all get on my fucking nerves, but I love (laughs) y'all. God. Like, words cannot describe. Y'all are unmatched, bro. Like, y'all are unmatched. Y'all are beautiful. There's nothing more beautiful, nothing more majestic, nothing swag. Nothing. Truly love a woman. Like, a black man. Bruh, it is the best. And I'm like, and, I, can't, and I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Y'all can't, like, no one, like, niggas, like, they cannot compare, like, truly compare. Uh, it's just like, God damn, I can't wait to have some. Just uh, smiles, uh, the teeth, the, uh, Just the, everything the about y'all, like, everything. y'all hands, like, just everything. <laughs> <laughs> And you see, even if we and and I'll be talking. Even when we mad, we right. Even when we mad, we can't help but love on y'all because that's how it is. And that's how deep it should go for y'all and us. Yes, it always has been, and always probably will be. Mm. And that's the word. We just we just want y'all to love us like we love y'all. That's all. Because we go to back for y'all. Even if we don't know y'all, we will go to bed for y'all. I mean, and that's real, because that's how deep it, it runs in our veins. Because, I mean, if you think about one of the first true national incidents that sparked outrage about all of this racial injustice shit, like when it true, like, you know, outside of just the civil rights movement and everything, but Mamie Till having the strength to put Emmett's disfigured body. National display was really one of the was another cornerstone and changing point for us. The world saw how they did that boy, and that really changed perceptions. And you know we gotta and and we talk about him and even just George Stinney, that poor little fourteen year old boy who was killed, the youngest boy put on death row and murdered because of terribleness but like even in our pain we have still uplifted y'all and even at a detriment to ourselves we still support y'all and we just want some of that back and not saying you gotta self-depreciate not saying you gotta you know be on all fours and and grovel it's no it's just doing the work unpacking the bullshit that you have about us and and us as a people and yourself healing and loving the people in your circle and the women who are not just connected to you through family or friend ties or whatever but um really just um loving us just because you see a black woman on the street and not even in a creepy way just truly appreciating and letting people live in the way they so choose that is not harming anyone else that's what it comes down to people just need to let people live so yeah but yeah we love y'all I love y'all I will 
I always go to bat. I'm gonna always go up for black girls. I'm gonna always go up for black people. But I, I'm, and it's not even in a selfish way. But my sh- my focus is going to be on black women and black trans women because we're usually the most forgotten. And Malcolm X said it best: the most disrespected, the most underappreciated, the most unprotected person in America is the black woman. And if for y'all to be quoting him and all the other stuff he was talking about, but y'all don't ever attack that, it's telling of who you are and what you really think. He ain't saved for no reason. There's truth to power in that, and we got to come to terms with that. Y'all gotta come to terms with that. I already know. Let me put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we love y'all. And like, yeah. Just protect us because we got y'all back. We always have. We always will. And Just protect us the way that we've been protecting y'all. Hold us up like we hold you up. Yeah. And don't question us. Like, we, we will question each other in, in, in all due respect and and constructive criticism and in in all due accountability, I guess. But in the in the matter of something serious, don't don't question that. If you have a black friend or a black woman friend or a black sister or whatever and they are coming to you and they are expressing something, whatever it is, just just listen and meet that with, with words of compassion or empathy. And try to hear her and let her know that she's being heard. And let her know that she doesn't have to defend it immediately because that's what she has to do anyway. So to be able to have a safe space with black men and know that we can come to you as refuge and know that we can come to you without feeling that we always have to also have a backup plan or a defense plan where we can just come to you and tell you what's on our mind without having to worry about you rebutting with some something else. Yes. It's gonna make me defend myself immediately. Yes. I just want you to know that that would go such a long way. To yes. just know that I can I can just be able to say that to you and know that you're just gonna hear me and be open to trying to figure out how you can help me. Because that mm-hmm. would be the exact same thing I think would be what I would do or what we would do for you. Yeah. So to want that in return, something so simple, something so basic, something that you would that in every way you expect. <laughs> it costs right. you nothing to do that. It costs you absolutely nothing to do that. And like I said, it's something that you would very easily expect, almost, you know, just anticipate from us. Mm-hmm. From you, just having it, a bad it, day or anything. You just automatically, because Black women are strong and we are resilient and we are all these things. That you know that we're gonna fix it. You know that we got the answer. You know we gonna, you know, come together and band together and and sort it out for you. And that's something that we pride ourselves on because we usually do get shit done. But at the same time, we do need to have that place of refuge, that place where we can just say what we need to say and not be be heard, right? And be heard and not be met with opposition immediately. You know, to just just hear us out and let that be that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that uh, is what's expected uh, of us. No, go ahead. Sorry. I'm real short. I would just say it, it comes back to listening for understanding, um, and not listening just to say something back. Like right. with your response, like in tow, like no, but this is why men are also like 
nigga. <laughs> like, we know, y'all. We we know. And we're here with you and some. <laughs> like we out here and yet we also are still getting killed and all this stuff as well. But I found my I finally found both of the 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 net list of names that I wanted to read originally. So I do want to give these people that space. So I hope y'all don't mind. But this list, the first list I'm gonna read are a hundred black women and girls killed by the police. And then this other list is um just justice for trans lives that have been killed by both police and other people. Um so I'm just gonna go through them. Tomasa Africa, Delicia Africa, Netta Africa, Carolyn Adams, Rhonda Africa. Now those people with the last name Africa, if you look up the move um bombing in Philadelphia in the eighties, that will tell you everything you need to know about them and that was some fucked up shit. Um Shelly Amos, Tanisha Anderson, Anonymous, Venus Renee Baird, Carolyn Sue Bachier, Anonymous, Rakia Boyd, Anna Brown, Martina Brown, Eleanor Bumpers, Cheryl Burton, Marcella Bird, Miriam Carey. Alexia Christian, Derenisha Clay, Erica Collins, Brenda Faye Cooper, Jacqueline Robinson Culp, Michelle Cassell, Danette Daniels, Chantel Davis, Maddie DeBard DeBellin, Monique Descard, Emily Marie Delafield, Charmel Edwards, Dolores Epps, Marie Fairs, Janisha Fonville, Sharice Francis, Shelley Frey. Pamela Frowner, Anita Gay, Denise Gay, Pearlie Golden, Latoya Greer, Kim Groves, Latanya Haggerty, Maya Hall, Darnisha Harris, Denise Hawkins, Teresa Henderson, Yvette Henderson, Megan Hockaday, Karen Day Jackson, Lavetta Jackson, Kendra James, Katherine Johnston, Ayanna Jones, Cora Jones, Sophia King, Ardrina Kitt, Summer Marie Lane, New Nuna LaRoche, Eula Love, Audrey Marshall, Alicia McCuller, Sharon McDowell, Della McDuffie, Natasha McKenna, Yvonne McNeil, Aquisha Middleton, Adesha Miller, Rebecca Miller, Taisha Miller, Margaret Laverne Mitchell, Mary Mitchell, Kayla Moore, Laura Nelson, Gabriella Navarez, Jacqueline Nicholson, Heather Parker, Frankie Perkins, Charmaine Pickering, Lily Dell Power, Jimmy Ruth Ratliff, Michaela Ross, Aura Rosser, Alma Shaw, Quinea Takia Shelton, Latrika Sloan, Yvette Smith, Eloise Spellman, Alberta Spruill, Sonji Taylor, Yolanda Thomas, Alicia Thomas, Patricia Thompson, Virginia Verdi, LaPortia Watson, Shulina Weldon, Desaria Whitman, Brenda Williams, Keisha Williams, Melissa Williams, Robin Tanisha Williams, Tarika Wilson, Vernicia Woodard, and many other black trans and non-trans women and girls, counted and uncounted, whose lives were stolen at the hands of police. And that's just a hundred of their names. And we don't even know their stories. Because I didn't even... Everyone who was listed wasn't even like anyone who made any kind of national acclaim or news except for Rakia Boyd. Um, 
but these are names of trans people who've been killed. Raya Milton, Dominique Remy Fells, they were just killed this past week. Tony McDade, Nina Pop, Yahira Nesby, Brianna BB Hill, Natalie Marlowe, Malaysia Booker, Beloved Slater, Bailey Reeves, Pebbles LaDime, Dime Doe, Kiki Fantroy, Bubba Walker, Tracy Single, Denali Barry Stuckey, Brooklyn Lindsay, Zoe Spears, Chanel Skurlock, Laylene Polanco Extravaganza, and countless others who've been taken as well. And I want to say, especially to our Black women, trans um, women, and our queer folks and just people in the community and Black men as well, like, we love y'all. We see y'all. We hear y'all. We value you and you matter. And I don't give a fuck what these people say. You matter for simply existing. You ain't got to do shit else but literally breathe this air and expel this carbon dioxide and you matter simply for that. And we love you. I second that. I, I did have a question. I was looking at uh, Washingtonian Probs on Instagram and I saw that there was a protest in front of Mural Bowser's house. As it should be. I think so. It was a ball. Um, I saw the picture. Okay, so did that have anything to do with any, uh, I guess, the recent deaths this week? I think it had to do with Rashad. Rashad, With the boy that got killed just recently for wanting to walk home so he didn't drive drunk. Oh, that's what that was for. Okay. In front of Bowser? In Atlanta. Oh, not, no, I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. Bowser. Bowser. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, okay. he said bottoms. I'm sorry. I no, no, don't. no, Bowser in front of her house. Because it was I think, on the, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why they were protesting. I mean, they need to because she put that stupid ass paint, but didn't defund the police. So. Oh, maybe that's, maybe that's what it was for. But, um, I, yeah, I didn't, I just saw like a shorter caption. Just saying what it was, like it was in front of her house mm-hmm. and they were having a little ball or whatever. But I know it's pride and then mix that with what's going on now. I thought it was a very um, a, a nice way to um, kind of be an illustration of that saying that I've heard lately where it's like black joy is also a form of protest. protest. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> saying me taking peace and finding peace is my revolutionary act. I don't think ain't gonna drive me to my death. Mm-mm. Yeah, man. Like they have the same message, but in a way that would just feel good. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, we love y'all, and I just want us all to be free and be better. And being better takes work. It's not an easy thing, and we need to listen to one another. And y'all need to hear everything that, you know, we're saying. And also going and doing work and talking to people, talking to black women in your circles, talking to queer people in your circles, reading works from queer black women and black women in general. Like all of that will help expand your worldview of what we're talking about. And if you need a list, you can start with Angela Davis, Bell Hooks, James Baldwin and Audre Lord, and if you want, um, Tana Heshi Coates and Chiamanda. Hmm? Tana Thank you, because I can never pronounce his name correctly. I'm sorry. 
and um oh man i forgot that lady's name because i'm gonna I'm a butcher it but she was um she was the lady who read the definition of feminist on beyonce's flawless you know i in my mind knew that's what you were talking about i know who, i can't pronounce it i'm not gonna try but i know you're talking about Oh yeah, no, I can't pronounce it either. But it's like any young gay. I'm gonna find it, so I'm gonna find her name because, yeah, Chi Chima Manda Ngozi Adichie Adichie. But yeah, y'all got y'all. Those are some people you can start doing reading and doing some work and also read a status of course biography because that shit is fucking wild that lady is a force and i really hope she's enjoying her life in cuba um yeah so i'm giving you a nice little little starting point and i hope it takes you to further places and further understanding um in this uh life we are living so there you go um, I just want to say, you know, shout out to those who have corporate care for the issues at hand. Um, thoroughly appreciate all of the intense questioning and things that, um, I guess to make sure that everything was all good in the hood. Um, but it just, to me, it just seems so unnecessary to go to such great lengths to reach such clarity only, 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 only to just not get, to just not be here. So I just wanted to shout out, shout out to you. Um, you know who you are. Um, I just thought that that was low key, and and in, in in all due respect to the show, a little weak. So I um, definitely want to say that um, as I work, literally on uh, real work, uh, I'm working now. I just, you know, that's just all I had to say. But I hope everyone stays blessed, and we continue to do the work that we say we're doing, and we just do better. Um, that's all. So hopefully more questions will be asked and follow-up will happen as well. So be blessed, y'all. Because again, Ooh. I'm AKA sick. <laughs> yeah, y'all know my last AKA was fed up frontliner. And I'm fed up as, I mean, I'm a black woman before I'm anything else, but I am also fed up. <laughs> Um, uh, y'all can find us on the group uh, podcast Instagram good bad unavailable you can find me at, at, at what's lovely I'll be talking about shit right now but amplifying uh, black women and trans women on my stories and shit so if you don't want to see that don't come over here and it's a oh. <laughs> this is Tiff um, and at Tui Tu 
Um, actually, before I, I, you know, I actually enjoy interaction. So if you have questions about anything we said today, or I mean anything else other than something crazy, you know, ask. Don't be stupid in my DMs, but they're open for reasonable things. <laughs> Emphasis on reasonable. Likewise, huh? exactly. Emphasis, Emphasis on reasonable. On reasonable. <laughs> right. Reasonable. Don't, Please. If don't you, get cut out. If they, I have the ability. If you will look at your, if, if someone asks you the question you're about to ask her, and you will look at them like you had eight eyeballs, don't ask it. And you know what I'm talking about. Just Sometimes y'all just be willfully obtuse. Use your judgment and your common sense, folks. Listen, discernment is a thing. Amen. Hello. So my voice thing. is sweet, but you know I can say some words. I can. <laughs> Tiff got the daggers, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let the soprano fool you, okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah, kill them. I still love y'all, but act accordingly. Basically. And I mean, I got the same message, you know, following up from that other message. Um, just, you know, you can find me on the socials. I am Kelly Lee. I also am open to have any discussion there that there is, um, as long as you guys are, like we say, reasonable. And I'm sure you will be. So we're good to go. I'll see y'all later. Just know that I am sick of it. So let's just do better. Day. You can find me at Arrest the Cops that murdered Brianna Taylor. Dot com. All right. <laughs> yes. Arrest them motherfuckers. Sounds like a perfect location. Greg? Greg, what? You there? You can find me looking for Brianna Taylor's killers. All right, now. Well, we know where they at. Just, you know, arrest them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a minimum. You know, that's the least y'all niggas can do. Nah, the least y'all could do no, no, is no. charge and convict them motherfuckers of the wrong they did fired and held them accountable. Fire. Wait, they have. I thought they had been fired. No, no they they on administrative leave. Oh, shit. My goodness. Paid administrative leave at that. Oh wow! So they still collecting checks. Checks and Darren Chauvin is still eligible for his million dollar pension. Imagine a million that. dollars. That is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry, I knew nothing. Pension is a million dollars. Mm-hmm. How much are we mm-hmm. paying teachers? Okay. Oh, okay. Are they doing this on purpose? Like, yo, sorry, that just I, we can close the show, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that just just totally opened up all another can of worms. We don't have to go there, but I feel very passionately about education, especially being a daughter of an educator and public education at that. So, yeah, that's problematic in so many ways. That's so fucked up. But anyway, good night, y'all. Good night. We still love y'all for real. <laughs> <laughs>